So welcome to our series of podcasts on the London Breast Screening Workforce from the Adult Cancer Screening Team at NHS London. And like the rest of the world, the NHS Breast Screening Programme was hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. Breast screening, along with all other screening programmes, is an essential service and continue to invite and screen eligible people. However, Because of the additional safety measures, as well as pressure on staff during this time, capacity within the breast screening service has decreased and this has created a backlog. Breast screening mammographers play a vital part in London's health services, helping detect cancer in around nine in every 1,000 women who are screened. Screening can help to find breast cancers early when they are too small to see or feel. And these tiny breast cancers are usually easier to treat than larger ones, in turn leading to much better chances of survival when found early. To support the service and reduce the backlog in London, we are recruiting qualified mammographers as well as radiographers looking to specialise, trainees and apprenticeship trainees to become part of the sisterhood of clients and staff working together to save lives. So on these podcasts, we have been exploring several different topics. And today we will be talking about career development at every level. So I'd like to introduce Julie Summers, Breast Imaging and Screening Manager at Imperial College, and Yvonne Damanhuri, Workforce Implementation Lead, along with myself, Megan Matheson. We will be talking about career development within the breast screening workforce. So after the instructions, it's over to you, Yvonne, to get started today with our questions. Thanks, Megan. And and thanks, Julie. Thank you for finding the time to sit down and talk with us today. You're welcome. The most obvious first question is, why did you decide to pursue a career in breast screening? Okay, so I'm passionate about women's health. I wanted to be part of a programme that detected breast cancer early, because if you you do detect breast cancer early, it really does save lives. And it's a difference, you know, between having a lump removed or, or your Unfortunately, having to have your breast off, so a mastectomy. So I was really keen to be part of the team. That's great. What was your route into breast screening, Julie? How did you find find a career in breast screening? So I trained for the mammography certificate as a senior radiographer, and I did screening then along with the, the symptomatic mammography clinics as part of a general rotation as a general radiographer. Then I specialised in, in magnetic resonance imaging, which is completely different. And then I, because of health reasons, I needed to come out of magnetic resonance imaging. And then I got I had an opportunity, my ex-boss headhunted me, if you like, and asked me to help set up a new breast centre at St. Bartholomew's Hospital. And that was, that was, I just thought it was a really unique opportunity to be part of of a new breast centre. That's great. And it kind of, you know, it actually sits so well with two of your personal passion around supporting in women's health and identifying breast cancer early so it kind of sounds a bit like fate to be honest Julie yeah definitely definitely. which is so nice and obviously you've been in service for a while this might be a bit of an odd question but how long have you been in breast screening service so I moved into breast screening full-time in 2004 okay you've obviously seen lots of changes in service Yes, definitely. Which yeah. is lovely. And what 
what Julie what would you say to someone I guess looking back at your journey and thinking about the the route that you took in what would you say to maybe someone that's listening now that's heard about it heard about the workforce and is interested but is maybe not sure you know what have you got from working within breast screening it's a very close-knit community you're well looked after um, you're well supported and um, by the trust and by the breast screening community actually and particularly around London there are six breast screening units and everyone is close and we do support each other and nationally because you get we have to work to guidelines and there is the support and, and the structure out there that might not necessarily be in other fields of radiography. So would you say then that you feel part of the community within the hospital and sort of the surrounding areas of the hospital that you work in? Because perhaps someone that's thinking about coming from a different area of the country, people often think that London is quite closed and there isn't that sense of community spirit. What would you say that 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 isn't the case and that, you know, within this, as you said, this close knit community, you're a part of the workforce community, but also the wider community of the women that you are working with and supporting. Yes, definitely. And there are the opportunities to do some health promotion events. So to get out there in the community and talk to the women, you know, you're x-raying every every day, really, and find out what their what their issues are with, with regards to coming for screening, because a lot of women don't want to come for screening for various different reasons. And mm. I've done quite a lot of work, you know, just going out into the community, talking to them, obviously with the team as well. Could you could you tell us a little bit more about that that work? Yeah, so we've actually gone to hospitals where patients, clients with uh, learning difficulties are present and we've spoken to them about um, what breast screening involves, why it's important to attend breast screening and that, and that was well received. Um, over the years, I, I've just literally gone into communities, I've interviewed clients at our static site and ask them as to you know what their reasons are for not coming for breast screening in the past or what do you think the reasons are that women don't turn turn up for breast screening a lot of them just say a lot of them came up with pain actually which I thought was quite interesting so I think there is some work and, and obviously the other reasons you know obviously being too busy and not putting themselves first and all of that kind of stuff I totally agree, Julie. It's um, and there is lots and lots of really great work going on in the system around health promotion and and trying to better understand, you know, our eligible population and how we can best support them to access stuff. But you know, a lot of them themes are, are you know not unique to breast screening. It's very well known that you know, as women, we don't necessarily prioritise ourselves and our health. Yeah. And the work that is taking place in breast screening is really interesting and amazing. And and actually helps us to, to better understand women's health. It, it kind of gives us the mandate to, to have them conversations and push them agendas forward. And particularly in London, I know there's lots of stuff going on around supporting our clients to access our services. But just sort of coming back to you, Julie, I know that sort of the work that you've been doing 
you know, you've been doing lots of work in breast screening specific, but I know previously we've discussed the other interests that you may have outside of breast screening, but still sits within your professional portfolio. And I know that you've recently been doing sort of courses on sort of coaching and mentoring. And you know, I was just wondering if you could share a little bit more about that work that you're doing. Yes. Yeah, so I first started to have some training in coaching when I did my MSc in leadership uh, a few years ago. And then I just did some various coaching courses just within the trust. And then I started coaching for the trust as well. And then I just had an opportunity to do a, a coaching qualification. It's called the EMCC coaching qualification. I'm, I'm awaiting my results at the moment. But oh, I've just passed. Yeah. So I, I just I just think it's invaluable having those coaching skills just to kind of help with your own behaviour and also with the, you know, supporting your team, particularly between the stress, you know, stressful times during COVID and also giving other, you know, client, you know, on part of your team, just an opportunity to develop uh, their issues, really. That's great, Julie. And it is always great to have them skills. And like back in the day, leadership was just kind of being seen as, you know, you have a title and authority where actually now it's more about, you know, supporting those underneath you to be able to, you know, meet their potential and work to autonomously within reason, of course. But, you know, like it's more around empowering rather than absolutely than sort yeah. of dictating. So there is definitely room to develop and learn leadership skills. And and you mentioned, so obviously you're working at Imperial, but, you know, while working in breast screening, was, did Imperial support you to explore these other areas of development that are, weren't necessarily breast screening specific, but would help you even within your breast screening role? Yes, definitely. Um, the trust have been very supportive, um, particularly with this qualification. So I'm allowed study time and obviously time to coach. Sometimes I, I will coach in the evenings, but sometimes it does fall in work time. And yeah, I've been given time off for that. So that's, that's good. It's great to hear that Imperial are supporting you in, in that sort of personal goal, Julie, but that it will help you with your career in the long run. Yeah. So, Julie, what I mean, what are the aspects of your role that you'd say you you most enjoy within your within your day to day work? Okay, so I, I enjoy supporting the staff and team and I, I enjoy empowering them to come up with their own solutions rather than give them solutions themselves. And that is quite a lot of work, actually. I also enjoy projects, meetings, all the strategic stuff. Obviously, there's day to day operational stuff that happens all the time, but I have to say I least enjoy that the most. <laughs> So, Julie, what what would you say, I guess, looking at the opportunities that you've had and how the, the service has changed and developed, what would you say are the opportunities available to those people considering a career in breast screening now? OK, so at the moment, there is there is more flexibility. There are various routes. In the past, you had to be a qualified radiographer first, have a couple of years experience, so at least two years postgraduate experience before you then could train to do mammography. Uh, now, there, there are various different routes. You can go through an apprenticeship route to, as a mammographer at, at a lower level and, and then qualify that way. 
and now we're taking radiographers that have just qualified so we're less strict about you know people having that general experience because the view is some people know straight away whether mammography is what they want to do so for example if you come in as a band five then you, you can do your training certificate and then it's quite a quick route up to a band six or, or band seven and, and then you can obviously work clinically but there are opportunities to do film reading biopsies research go into teaching go down the man managerial route and and that those opportunities are there and they're quite clear-cut so so yeah or you, or you could kind of try clinical you know in the beginning and then you can go to managerial later on or or teaching so so you can move fluidly between those different routes as well so I guess it's it's about finding what fits for you then and the path that, you know, piques your interest the most. Yes. Yeah. So I think then moving, I guess, moving on and wrapping up, we've asked all of the wonderful women that we have spoken to so far the same the same three questions at the end. And perhaps one of the, the most interesting ones is asking them about a day in the life of in their role, because no, no two days seem to be the same at all. So. Julie, can you talk us through your average, what dare we say, Thursday um, at work? OK, so um, typically you'll have operational issues to deal with, staffing shortages or maybe some staffing issues. Then you have some meetings. So, so a lot of it is juggling the operational stuff and, and strategy, supporting the team, you know, there's queries that come up from the trust, the Quality Assurance Reference Centre, commissioners, um, obviously emails to deal with, you know, your regular incidents to deal with. There's also the admin operational side because I'm the programme manager as well. So so that's quite a, a lot of work. And again, ensuring the well-being of your staff as well, and particularly in light of um, COVID. So, so there's there's quite a lot to juggle, to be honest. Constant juggling. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Julie. Yeah, constant <laughs> juggling, constant reprioritizing. So keeps yeah, you it, it, keeps you on your toes. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, what would you say then has been your most memorable moment? So um, I'd have to say that the um, COVID-19 kind of pandemic, definitely for sure, you know, that obviously was a shock to the whole world. And um, it obviously took a while for it all to sink in. But what it has done, it showed how resilient the team are, how we can all as a team, just pan London and nationally, um, adapt to the circumstances. And we did have a break in screen and we are catching up and we've had to embrace new ways of working and, and some of it and um, plus working from home, which I have to say I do enjoy. Um, so so I, I think there's a lot of good come out of something that's been horrific. I agree, yeah. Julie. I often describe it as the silver lining, you know, yeah. the sort of work that's taken place in breast screening is, you know, everything that we're looking at in breast screening isn't due to COVID. It's just been sort of exasperated by COVID. And, and yeah. this has kind of given us the opportunity to to look at some of these areas and address them so I would totally agree with you there Julie it's yeah. been it's been a pleasure working in breast screening 
yeah definitely so Julie what's next for you then what's on the horizon um well my main goal at the moment is to recover breast screening so to get us back to a 36 month round length and we're on track for that so so that's my main aim within breast screen at the moment and continue with my coaching and support as many people I can through that avenue well it sounds like with the passion and the drive and the determination of everyone working in in the service that that a real possibility and that's you're moving together to get there um, yeah. So thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy day and chatting to us and telling us about your career and your world and your um, route into breast screening. As I mentioned in all the podcasts, we would love to hear from you if you have training in radiography, experience in breast screening or mammography, and you are able to offer some flexible or fixed hours to support the recovery of the services within London. And in return to, in addition to competitive rates, we will support you with accommodation and travel costs if you live outside of London. And we're also able to offer appropriate support to renew your registration if your HCPC has lapsed. So if you're interested in finding out more about anything that we have covered today, then please visit the website, which is london-breastscreening.org.uk or find our hashtag, which is we are mammographers. So thank you, Julie. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you for listening. And we'll look forward to the next one. Thanks, okay, thank you. Thanks, Julie. Thank you.